Jennifer. Hello, Richard. How Happy are you? birthday. Woohoo! Thank you, my dear. It's uh it's my birthday week. I mean it literally it's is tomorrow, but it is your birthday tomorrow. I made you, I forced you to come have lunch with me today. Second time in a year. Oh my God, that was so much fun. You know, it's so weird that we meet each other here in this kind of etheric reality. And we were just literally on the street, like minutes ago, masked up and dining together. That was so much fun. I know, I, I'm so happy you have your shots. You are the coolest person on the planet. And thank you so much for dragging me out to, you know, celebrate. I was not gonna take it. You know what I love about us though? Well, there's several re reasons that I love us, but the fact that every week we're just like, hey, are we gonna see each other? Are we gonna, are we gonna, are we gonna Zoom? And the answer has always been yes. Like there's never, like there's never been a, you know, it's rare. I know, it's crazy. And we've been doing this for six years. And I, today I brought <laughs> my camera just in case we started filming and I realized you know, I have, we have like, I don't know what it is, 40, 50 hours of other interviews, aside from what we've done here. It's just, they were all in a noisy restaurant, <laughs> right? So, and those are in the I, books, backstage pass, the flip side. So let's put it this way. If you like what we're doing, if you're enjoying this podcast mm -hmm. and this kind of weird conversational chatting with people on the flip side, we've been doing it for six years. And if you want to, there's three books you can sort of access backstage pass to the flip side one, two, and three, where we do, we do the same thing we do here, except I would say that probably in our um, person to person conversations, we probably get a little naughtier and say more swear words, but you know, we don't do that. Really? I've been trying not to swear. <laughs> and so my mother doesn't get mad. And, yeah, that's right. That's right. And you haven't given me a reason to recently, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. Speaking of swearing. Um, yes. I thought, I thought, well, I'll put, let me put it this way. A couple days ago, I was in my kitchen and somebody popped into my head. And when that happens, if somebody pops into my head, I, you, you know, you know, I used to think like, oh, that's funny. I wasn't, th you know, why am I thinking about this person? But now I think, oh, no. they're, they're asking to join our class. So because Luana's in charge of the guest list, and even though people show up in my kitchen and go, hey, can By you the be way, on your show? So, you know, nothing. Blink. So, so that's, Luana's in charge of this guest list. And this person, Luana being my friend on the flip side who passed away in 1996, who, as many people know, came and started tugging on my sleeve about 10 or 12 years ago to get focused in this research. And as I met Jennifer, and Jennifer then started saying, hey, your friend Luana's here. And then that became that evolved into this conversation with the flip side. And Lou is our moderator. And as we've heard from many people, she holds the clipboard, hence the title Backstage Pass, because it's a clipboard to get into our class. So, without further ado, Lou, uh, could you come forward and, and talk to us a little bit? I already have the chills from her. I already have the chills from her. That's okay. great. Or from whoever, you, whoever you know, popped in your mind. Okay. Um, hold on. Happy early birthday. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. But she says it's always your birthday. <laughs> always your birthday. You know, 
there are a few, few people you meet in life who are just really good. Like you're a what, fantastic friend and a great gift giver. Luana was that to so many people because she would find the perfect card, the perfect, perfect gift. <laughs> you want to show them your card that I gave you? I, I would, but I'd have to get up. But this is something that Lou gave a close I friend of mine who that. gave it back to me. But look at that great typewriter. Isn't that funny? I mean, if I knew Tom Hanks, that would be a good gift for him. But, you know, as a writer, what a wonderful thing. Anyway. That is really cool. Your card was adorable. I just happen to have it in the, in the other room. Um, okay, but Lou, come on. We got people on the flip side waiting to talk to us. They don't want to talk about me. They want to talk about them. Okay. Hold on a second. Is there a Steve? Steve or Scott? Hold on. Well, before we get to that, before we get to the whoever this person is that's showing up, Lou, uh, are you aware that this person came and tapped me on the shoulder a couple of days ago? Hmm. Okay, they're showing me Kobe Bryant. Okay, that's okay. I, I, that's that is correct, but it's what? not correct. It's not correct. It's but, not but, correct. It's because of the session that we did with Kobe. Do you remember what we did with our session with Kobe? Mm -hmm. I asked you questions in Italian. So we just did this with my clients who didn't speak any, they were from Romania. Wow. And they came to my office and I, they're like, can we ask you questions in our language? Romanian, yeah. I'm like, sure, I'll see what she says. Because of Kobe, I'm like, yeah, why not? There's no, you know, I'm not gonna know what, they're, they're gonna give it to me in English. And it's for those fascinating, for those tuning in, what happened was that after he passed away, bless his heart, um, and his daughter, we we decided to see if we could talk to him. And I asked him questions in Italian because it's a language he spoke because he played basketball over there. And for example, I asked him what he missed about Italy, um, emotionally or whatever, and he put the image of a red Ferrari in Jennifer's mind. So I'm asking the question in Italian. Cosa ti manca di Italia? Qualcosa? And he put this red Ferrari in her mind. I didn't know he owned a red Ferrari. And it was only recently when I was transcribing that, which is in, I think, the third book, where I looked up Kobe red Ferrari. Turns out he owns one. I mean, he owned one. I, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. You wanted to be a skeptic, though. Don't all basketball players own Ferraris? I'm just kidding. Red Ferraris, know. yeah. But the point is, is I asked the question in Italian. So, right. the, so this the, is something like that. Yes. And this, I'm, look, I, it, the process that Jennifer and I do, and this, this show, this podcast, is about process. How do you access the flip side? So I'm going to invite someone who is from Italy to our show today, okay? Um, and he, I'm going to give you hints about who he is. You might not know him. You might not know his story. I'm pretty familiar with it. But he shares a name with someone that is very close to you, his first name. Okay. So. It's either Fred or Jim. Fred, that's correct. So his name is Fred. Okay? Okay. And in Italian, it's Federico. Federico. I think that sounds much sexier. Oh, we should start calling your husband that. There you go. Um, so, Luana, uh, I think this will be a treat for you, honestly. Does, does uh, Federico want to come and speak to us? 
She sent, <laughs> hold on. Yeah, she's the one that sent him to you. Okay. Uh, Federico, I'm not going to say your last name right now because I will. It'll probably spill out because I can't help myself. But I'm going to ask you, first of all, thank you, sir, for coming. We appreciate it. So why did you stop? Why did you stop by my kitchen the other day? Were you saying time for an interview? Yeah, hold on. Okay, so what it feels like is it feels, I don't know why I, I'm feeling Amelia Earhart, but it feels like it is a, um, and I'm not saying there's a connection there. I'm trying to figure out what is. Well, hold on, I'll freeze that thought. Is Amelia also around or is yes. she? Okay. And Amelia, how do you think the meeting went today? It was better than what you think. So Jennifer doesn't know what that sentence means. I just had lunch with Jennifer. I did not what? tell her. You did not say anything to me. No. This morning I had a meeting about Amelia Earhart. And you didn't even tell me. I did I... not tell you. Okay. So Amelia, it went better than I think. It's lovely. Lovely to hear. Lovely to know. Uh, and I, and I, it has to go through, she's saying you have to go through hoops. So I don't know if it has to go up the chain or That's whatever. fine. That's fine. Hoops but is fine. It is, it is, it's got, it's going to get a lot further. Okay. Well. And whoever you pitched it to last October. Okay. But here's the thing, Amelia, I appreciate you stopping by to say that the okay. meeting went well. You're not going to push this guy Fred out of his chair. You're gonna to have to wait. No, all she right. brought him. She brought him to. The oh, all right. Well, I love that. Okay, so she brought, brought him, him to the there. table. All right, very good. Because he's handsome for a guy. Yeah. Now, when I say Fred, what does he look like to you? Does he is he big? Is he short? Is he tall? Is he young? I mean, I just got shown Danny DeVito. Okay, very good. Fre uh, Fred was about that size. He was <laughs> a sort of a bigger guy. Yeah, but taller. Yeah. He was a little bit taller. Okay. Um, and so let me ask you some specific questions, uh, Federico, because this is something we've been doing. I don't have, you, are you aware of what we're doing? Yes. And so I assume that there's something you want to say, but, le but let me just ask our usual questions. Who was there to greet you? Mother. His mother. Very yeah. good. Ida, I think her name, is that correct? So what I was that? Elma or something like that. What was the... What was the experience for you of seeing your mom when you crossed over? You said I knew I was in heaven. And uh, okay, by the way, that's the sweetest answer I've ever heard. <laughs> you know is. what I mean? Right? Like if I if if I see my mom, I know I'm in heaven. That's the coolest answer. And so what was that like? Were you seeing her as a young woman as, as the last time you saw her or what was the experience, please? I saw her as when I was a baby. Like I saw her at that age. She was like picking flowers or something. She was almost beautiful. Her eyes, she felt like a model to her, like to him. That's beautiful. And, uh, and so now once you're on the, go ahead. He loved her very much. Yeah. Very good. And once you were on the flip side, um, who else did you see? Once you got back there, were there other people that came forward to yes. talk to you? Somebody that died around the same time he did, I feel. 
Okay, somebody you worked with? A childhood friend. Childhood friend, okay. Now, uh, I'm gonna get into some of your family history and who you were. Okay. You, you were, what was the World War II like for you? What was the effect it had on you? Heaviness. Heaviness. And I, just, I almost feel shrapnel. So I don't know if he had anything that just, I feel heavy. Well, he was living in uh, Rome at the time during the war. And uh, I young. know he was, he was young. That's right. And he also was a cartoonist. He, he drew uh, cartoons and stuff like that. And he became pretty well known for that. And, and then his profession moved into a, a really unusual direction. And if you want to show Jennifer what your profession was, what people know you as, I'm seeing him take pictures. So I don't know if he was in a picture or if he was taking pictures. Very good. He was taking pictures and he was standing behind the camera. Yeah. And so that's what well, he was showing me standing behind the camera, but he was taking pictures as well. Cause you know, in those days people would document what they were doing. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just... So I'm going to let you know that he's a director. Shut up. So, <laughs> that's fine but, he showed me the pictures and then he was showing me the black and white film to show me that he was a director okay very good and we have some mutual friends I, you know not to toot my own horn is but it I Jack do... Nicholson or is there uh, anything with Jack no or, not or named Jack oh someone named uh, could be could be but I, I'm going to focus on a few um, of these people can I ask you a question yeah why do I keep feeling, I know we talked about the red Ferrari, but why do I feel so many cars around him? Well, when he created- movie or- Fred, uh, when you created, when you would write stories, he would drive around with a screenwriter, drive, <laughs> literally all day long, all night long, drive, 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 and write down, and he would draw cartoons, and he and the screenwriter would write out the scenario for his films. Is that what you're talking about, Fred? I just feel like I'm, that's so funny because I just can't get out of the car. That's unusual. Well, right? it is unusual, but also Rome is, you know, pretty car centric. But I want to talk about some of the people that we know in common. There's he, liked, a, he liked Bentleys. He liked Bentleys. Okay. We had a mutual friend named Thea Metta. Do you know who I'm talking about? Luana Neuer? And Fred, yeah. you knew her. Okay. And could we bring her? He has, he has a, he has like a half smile. Like he knows something that people don't know, or he either had a relationship with her or knows about her. Well, let's bring her forward. Let's bring her forward. If you don't mind, uh, Fred, because this is somebody I knew pretty die, well. Did she die of cancer? Uh, that's, I think so. It's possible. Um, okay. Just put it. I'm sorry to say, I don't exactly know, but she had passed away. She was also an actress. Okay. Um, and so I want to, if I can yeah. ask Fiametta some questions. Sure. Uh, was Romeo, who was there to greet you when you crossed over? <laughs> Romeo. Romeo, That's sorry, funny. I said it. No, no, no. But, but nice. show Jennifer who Romeo was. Was Romeo a dog or is that being made? Oh my God. You know what? Can I look into the camera and say, she doesn't know who Romeo is, but I do. And he was a dog. 
She's saying Romeo is that. He was the most famous dog in Trastevere in Rome because Fiametta and Romeo went everywhere together. Sorry. I just thought, I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, that's not very nice if you're calling the guy you were with a, a dog, but. Romeo was a dog. dog. Romeo was a beautiful brown poodle. I have a picture of him somewhere. I saw the poodle. I thought it was a black poodle. I didn't know it was brown. Well, Fiametta would go into shops with him, and I went with her in Trastevere, and, and Romeo would run into the meat shop and get up on the counter, and, the, and we'd walk in there, and the, the butcher would be having a conversation with Romeo. Oh, Romeo, come stay. Blah, 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 blah. And Romeo, they would give him food. He knew everybody in Trastevere. Oh, everybody her, her knew Romeo. Was, her heart was broken when he left. But he wow. was there to greet her on the flip side. So please. Uh, That's when she knew she was in heaven, she says. I love that. That's so cool. Very good. And so what's it like for you over there? And if you could just give us an image of what she looks like now. Tall, thin, what? She has long hair. Um, and she's wearing these big old glasses. And she's wearing these, she like wears these middle, not too high of high heels or anything, but like middle, like these little wedges, I think. Or, you know, she's like, yeah. couldn't be bothered walking around all the time. And then she says that, unlike him, where he was driving around all the time. Um, <laughs> And she said, and she loved her cappuccino. I know you drink coffee, but she's saying she loved the coffees that you guys would go get. We would go get. Now her name is Fiametta Barala. Anybody can look her up. She was in a number of Fellini. And I'm she, sorry, I said his name. She was in a number of Fred's films. Fellini, isn't that another? Well, that's funny because I used to say Fellini to my Fred. Fellini. Oh, okay, very good. Well, I just I, happened. I still uh, it. It's okay. okay. That's all right. But. but but let me finish describing her. Yeah. She is tall, she is slender, or she's medium sized and she's slender. And she That's would great. wear these white shirts, like the collared white shirts with like jeans, it feels like when she'd walk around with the big glasses. So Fiametta had a weight problem in life. And okay. it was, it, she was a very large person, but she would also, uh, she was famous for playing like, um, men in movies they they dress her up like as a man give her a mustache hilarious. so that's and, why she's saying she wasn't that tall but she's freaking thin now yeah that's I, that's an unusual point that's, that's what i wanted to ask she's, trying, she's like medium build or whatever but she's like yeah that's so fiametta thank you so much i've i've you know, every time i've been to rome since almost every time i've ever been to rome was really hanging out with you and i've been to many times since going to school there and Fiametta and I used to stay at her house. And so any message for Rosanna? I don't know if Rosanna's still here on the planet or if she's checked off. Why did she show me the movie character that, that, um, oh my goodness, Jim Carrey played, who was the, the character that was- uh, Andy Kaufman? Taxi. Oh, Andy Kaufman. I guess so. Right? So I, I, what, what's interesting is I was thinking of when she played the character of uh, Oliver Hardy, you know, Laurel and Hardy. Uh -huh. And she uh -huh. played that character in, you know, like theater and stuff where she would dress up like, because she was big, and she would dress like a man with a mustache. So I wonder if that's what her reference is. Could be. Oh, they're hanging out together. I think. Very well. good. 
Very good. And Luana met her, so I felt this would be an easy conversation to bring Fiametta forward, as well as to bring together. Said, Thank you, Richard. What you I never, do. You never made her feel bad about her weight. <laughs> you were, said, you, she, people she loved, go ahead. They loved her, but they also criticized her, feels like. Iromani. And she did chant Fellini, like directors, directors did. She what with Fellini? She hit Fellini. Slap. <laughs> like <laughs> directors would expect certain things, but not of her. I'm just kidding. She has just this love of life. Like she just woke up each day. Bigger I know than life. I know that she did go through depression over her sister or a family member who passed, either from cancer or. That's correct. Yes, that's right. So she goes, but after that, she felt better, and she wanted to live every day, you know, with honoring that person. She says, and she says, you were there to pick up, pick her up or pick up the pieces. And so she's saying, thank you. Many, many laughs together. So uh, thank you, Fimeta. You're always welcome. Fred, I want to go back to you for a second. I worked with, with a, a, the son of an actor that you kind of, that you worked with on a film that was kind of famous. We, you worked with a guy named Anthony in a film. And you want to show who that Anthony is? The only Anthony I know is Hopkins, so. Okay, it's another Anthony. Uh, I know. La last name is Quinn, and he was in a film called. I, I've heard the name, but I don't recognize the face. Okay, that's fine. But I worked with his son, and I just wanted to know if Anthony wanted to come forward or Anthony's son, Francesco. So you said Anthony Quinn or who else? Anthony Quinn or his son, Francesco Quinn. Both on the flip side. They both died from the same thing, it feels like. I don't well, know. I know Anthony, uh, Francesco had a sudden like seizure. Nobody knows, you know, that might have been a heart attack, something. And I don't know how Anthony passed. I like, I like their heart. Well, everybody dies. Every, it's true. Everybody's on the flip side. They die with their heart stopping. So, um, but it just felt like they did. Okay, hold on. Yeah, they're both here. And uh, Francesco, anything you want to say about our movie that we made together? <laughs> He's just showing me Sk Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that- Wait, 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 okay. Was it a movie that didn't, did it have sound in it? Or was it like, what kind of movie? It's a different kind of movie. It's a different, it was like a, a mockumentary because okay. we, it was yeah. like shot in the streets of Cannes it's called Con Man. Francesco stars in it. I wasn't directing it initially, and then I took it over. Mm -hmm. And so we became friends then. After he had already shot most of it, and then we went and fixed it up and shot more scenes and all that other stuff. Said you made it so much more interesting. Well, I, I appreciate that. It, I, you haven't seen it, I guess, Jennifer, but it's a really, Johnny Depp is in it, John Malkovich, Dennis Hopper, a lot of people are in it. Yeah, yeah. And That's it's hard to find. I'm surprised I, I haven't made you watch it. Anyway. Did, wait, real fast. Didn't they make another movie called Con Man or did they, did they redo that movie or anything by chance? No, that's the, that's the one. Con, con Man, you know, like a con man. Because it's about a guy at the film festival. But there, I really wanted, because look, Anthony Quinn played uh, this character in a movie called La Strada, which is one of the most famous movies of all time. And Anthony did a fantastic performance. I've noticed since watching it many times that he does his line, he does, did his part in English 
-hmm. and they dubbed him in Italian. So you can see him speaking in English, and that's how they made films. That's how Fellini's films were made. He would be, the actors would speak, and they would be dubbed later. Didn't matter what their language was. That's awesome. But I also want to talk, talk to uh, Fred, Fred's wife. Can she come forward? I'm like, that would be me. Okay. Fred's wife. Fellini's wife. Is there a Linda? There could be. I don't, <laughs> he had a mistress. I don't know what her name was. She was kind of famous. Okay. But her, her name is Julieta. I'm going to give you her name. Like okay. Romeo and Juliet? Julieta. Yeah, okay. And does she want to chat with us? She doesn't know what about, but she too had a dog, but I think it was like, I don't know if she's referencing him, but go ahead. Well, I just, Luana was a big was fan. In, okay. She was in movies, right? Yeah, that's okay. correct. Sorry. You didn't say that to me though before. No, I didn't. Okay. So she said she was in movies and then she's saying that she loved to work. And she was always gone all the time, she said. And then she also said, was there anything in connection to Canada? I don't know why. Are you, have you returned? Are you back in Canada? No. Wow. She is, she is beautiful. She is beautiful. Um, there is a tragic story though. I don't know if she lost a child. That's correct. Thank She's you. telling me how sad she was and how okay. like, Ruined her. This is what I wanted to ask you, Julieta. Jennifer doesn't know anything about you. Doesn't know your work, doesn't know uh, the amazing movies that you were in. Just fantastic. That's all right. <laughs> and I know that you and Fred tried to have a baby and lost the baby, and that was very tragic for you. But, but since you've been over on the flip side, have you been able to meet that child that you were supposed to have? There was three. She's oh, wow. yeah. Oh. And so have you met yeah. them though, since you've been on the flip side? Yeah, hold on a second. Okay, thank you. I asked her because I felt like she might have terminated one and I'm like, did you think you were cursed? And she said, no, I wasn't cursed, but I do feel like that was part of a, re I felt like that might've had to do why, might've had to do with why I couldn't get pregnant or I couldn't keep the baby. I see. And was that first? You use that differently now, of course. Was that, fir was that first uh, pregnancy with Fred? Or before? Before. Okay. Uh, listen, I, I know it's a personal thing and it's a personal issue, yeah. but we, we talk just, about... I just see this enormous, like she wanted one, so it was just this enormous sadness. And I... I like it destroyed the relationship as well. I understand, and that is cited quite a bit in uh, his biography and his autobiography. Um, he loved her, though. Yeah, no, they were they were a pair, and they made wonderful movies together. And I know that uh, her not being able to conceive a child was very weighed heavily on her. But because we talk about process here in our podcast, so Julieta. What was that like once you got to the other side and were able to speak to these children that you did not have? What was that experience like? Nothing but love. She just showed me open arms, just immersed in the energy, the gratitude, the, because it, the life lessons that came from it, the love that was, was like the love that, that 
didn't ever die, like the energy that still continues with love and how, um, wow, I never saw it this way. Um, she said that they loved her so much that they were willing not to live here for her to, to find out her lessons or what, whatever that was that she signed up for here. Okay, and to give that some context, you know, in the research, people do say that if you look at your lifetimes as, as an arc, as the many lifetimes you've had, in this particular lifetime, what she's saying is that those children that she wanted to have come forward, but she also wanted to have an experience where they couldn't or didn't. And they loved her so much that they allowed that to happen knowing that it would cause her pain and sorrow. Does that, is that what you're trying to say? Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. And then she said, um, it went away instantly, the sorrow and all the memories with it. There was just a knowing of what, like it, that's what happened instantly when you, when she crossed over. That's she beautiful. Said, yeah. And what was it like to see uh, Federico? <laughs> Sorry, just like, what's her name? Fiante? Fiametta, little Fiametta. flame. She said, she goes, just like I found out I fed my dog too much and it died. <laughs> um, so. Too, too many fats. <laughs> Federico, uh, you met your wife, Julieta, in a I theater. Thought, Sorry? I said, I thought it was on a movie. So. It well, your... it was uh, it was in a play. I mean, he saw her in a play with another actor in 1948, and that actor's name is Marcello. Marcello, is there anything with Orson Welles though with anybody? Um, there, well, there's. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll ask that question in a minute. They they might have worked together. Might have collaborated on. I don't think they made any films together, but I'm sure they met. You're showing me you in my mind's eye. And they're, they're showing me, did you redo something with Orson Welles' movie or redo like? Okay, that's really obscure and something that you could not possibly know. But when I, after I made a film with Dina Merrill, who owned RKO Studios, they let me into their library and I pulled out an Orson Welles screenplay that he had written, The Way to Santiago, and they let me adapt it. And so I was going to direct this Orson Welles adaptation. And I brought Robert Wise, the famous director and the guy who edited Citizen Kane into the project. Also, he made Sound of Music and West Side Story. And his um, advice was to forget about Orson because they didn't like each other. So I effectively brought the guy in who killed the project because by the time he was done saying, it doesn't matter what Orson wrote, Maybe more, that's something that needs to be revisited again. If they're going, could, if they're going out of their way to, to mention it, it to well, mention, just or something connected to it. It's all. It was always a great story, and it, nobody ever made it. I know they sold it and sold it and resold it after they got rid of me. They sold okay. it to somebody else. Okay. But all right, Fred. Let me ask you a question about a guy named Carlos Castaneda. Fred, you know who that is. Uh, I know that you I can't didn't know who that is. Oh, okay. So, Fred, you came to America to find him, and, and I live about a block from where he used to live. But you came to find did all the psychedelics. That's right, and uh, that's right, and, and wrote those books about it. Just for just for the audience, I am not 
opposed to psychedelics. I, I'm not trying to shake. Like, yeah. I have a shaman. I have. I've done plant medicine. I think it's healing. They're doing. They're doing tons of studies now. Just I wanted everybody to know that. No, no. And Carlos's story is very complex because he was quite famous for being a sage and a and somebody who had done deep, profound, philosophical, spiritual journeys. And then recently, it came out that the stories that he was telling when he was saying he was like in Mexico or something, he was actually in the library at UCLA writing these stories. So somebody came out and proved that he made up the stories that he claimed were true. And Fellini, Fred, went to find him because the people had read his stories. And, and apparently, I met somebody who was there when Fred went to find him in Mexico. And when Fred went back to Italy, people said, well, what was it like when you met Carlos Carcineta? And Fred said, Fred, you want to tell her what you said? <laughs> I don't know, I just hear bullshit, but. Exactly. He, but he, he, instead of saying bullshit, which is what he discovered, that this guy wasn't the great sage, he went back home and told people he couldn't find him. He went back and said, even though people I know saw them together in Mexico, he went back to Italy and told the press, I, went, I tried to find Carlos, but I couldn't find him. And he's literally saying, because he doesn't exist. You see, he was a fake guy, a guy pretending to be somebody. So when he said, I didn't find Carlos, I think he was accurate. What do you think about that, Fred? Is that accurate? <laughs> Tapping your nose? Um, I just wanted to give you a chance to weigh in on that aspect, but a spiritual aspect. So listen, your movies were filled with spirituality. Yeah, he, said it, he said that he goes, it wasn't wrong. Nice. If it helped people, it wasn't wrong. It's just like religion. If it helps people, it's not wrong. It's only if it's used the wrong way. If only if it's used as persecution or fear-based or, you know, so, He's going to let the people feel enlightened. If they got enlightened by Carlos Castaneda, then that's what happened. Why should he like ruin that for him? Brilliant. Thank you, sir. And and let me at, let me ask you a little bit about you made uh, some films about spirituality throughout your work. One of them took place during the Roman era, and I wanted to ask you: Had you had past lives in the Roman era that you're recalling? Is that what you're doing? Channeling? those previous lifetimes or were you, was that just your amusement? No, he would dream and get his ideas, like in dreaming. Okay, very good, thank you. But let's go back to our friend Marcello. This is the guy that you met in 1948 that Jennifer's not aware of who he is, mm -hmm. but he was a huge, became a huge European movie star. And Giulietta and him worked in movies together, and he was in a film called La Dolce Vita. You might have heard, the, heard of that. together? I don't know. But let's ask Marcello if he wants to come forward. Can you bring Marcello forward? He's here. Why do I feel like he's a big guy? Allora, Marcello, come stai? Cosa vuoi dire? Cosa vuoi dire? I want to say molto bene. But, That's uh, that would be the appropriate response. How are you doing? Very well, good. Okay. Both of very good. No, I won't torture the audience with you know my questions in Italian. But Marcello, I always think it's fun because I know very little, if any, and I still didn't even know what molto bene. I didn't know. What that meant. But anyway, go ahead. Marcello was the let's say the Brad Pitt meets George Clooney of his day. 
people consider him to be the most handsome person who ever graced the screen. Yeah, that's why so, Juliet had a smile on her face. Okay. <laughs> so, Marcello, what do you think about what we're doing? I felt him just showing me, remember um, Coco? Oh, wow, yeah, the movie Coco, the Pixar film. Right, so he's like, they need to do that about me, <laughs> like in Italian. See, we should, somebody should do that film about you in Italian. So let me ask you some personal questions. Who was there to greet you when you crossed over? Or what was the experience like? He just showed me her dog. Um, Romeo. That's funny. Romeo. Was there a dog to greet you? Or who, who was, what was the experience? Bitches, but no dog. Hold on a second. <laughs> I know. That's funny. I mean, I... Bitches, but no dog. I don't know what that is. And I is know I was not thinking that. No, no, but I don't even know what that sentence is in Italian, but I, I want to learn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ma non cane. They're all laughing. Hold on. Oh, your favorite dish. I'm going to ask you all the Italians. Uh, Marcello, what was your favorite pasta? I can't imagine him just liking fettuccine Alfredo. Don't, don't pretend. The guy, uh, Marcello and... And Fred used to hang out in Piazza del Popolo at one restaurant. So I saw eggplant parmesan, and then I saw fettuccine Alfredo. And Brilliant. I'm getting fettuccine Alfredo. She says all of it. All of it. Tutto. Tutto. And uh, let's okay, ask. Hers? I feel like there's like, she's giving me the taste of tiramisu. Oh, like, wow. Tiramisu. Means, yeah. It means lift me up. It means a pick me up because there's a little coffee in the in yeah, so yeah. tiramisu means <sighs> literally tilt me up, lift me up, which is on the flip side, right? Give me a little tiramisu and you'll be closer to the flip side. Yep. How about you, Julieta? What what's your favorite uh, dish that you can't have on the flip side? <laughs> That's funny. She just showed me an apple. Like I don't know. If she's there, but <laughs> I love her. I just love. She's great. Of course, she would say, like, the, my favorite dish, an apple. I yeah. love that. That's hilarious. How about you, Francesco or I Anthony? You would say it. That's just what she showed me. How about you, Anthony Quinn? But you were, you, Anthony, you weren't uh, Italian. You were, I think you were, were you Greek? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I, I'm just getting him liking, regardless of who, I'm getting the sense of Mexican food. Oh, okay, I that's right. I think that's right. He was. That's right. Thank you, sir. You know, it's funny, Anthony. I've met a number of your boys. You had 12 sons with like 10 different women. <laughs> and I, I know two of your sons, and I met at least two of your wives in my lifetime. It's very strange. You know, oh, I was married to Anthony Quinn. Oh, wait a minute. Are you related to the girl in France? No. Anyway, very interesting. Very, but what what's up with that anthony you were somebody who he's spreading the fruit <laughs> that's another way to put it brilliant <laughs> spreading the fruit i i must ask francesco anything to your family your your lovely children or your wife they're friends i did not want to leave i should have listened Shouldn't have smoked all those years or something about smoking caused his heart to do that. Um, what? 
something about great sex as well, but I don't think he feels bad about that. Um, you know, if that's what you want to mention, you you know, it's a wonderful thing to mention. What would be funny is if that's the way he died, that would be kind of funny, but I'm not necessarily getting that. Um, I guess that's his way of putting it. Like he was, he died doing something he loved. He was a great motorcycle racer. And I know, I think he was racing his son, literally like let's race from here to there. Um, you have another brother, uh, Anthony, uh, or sorry, uh, Francesco, who's famous, a famous sculptor. Uh, I think his name is Lorenzo. And he's famous for like these huge sculptures of like hands holding each other. They're all over the world. I've met him. He looks exactly like his father. Anything you want to say to him, Anthony? Your son, Lorenzo? He says to not listen to what other people have to say or not listen to... Criticism? Yeah. And that he's unique and different. He's always been that way since he was a little boy. And he's like, no one can tell him differently. His head is as thick as stone. They're showing me. Like, no one can... <laughs> that, like, no Beautiful. one can anything differently and that he needs to be proud of his work it's so um, like awesome it, it, from what i'm seeing it is it is and i it, i'll have to send you some photographs really amazing stuff he's become quite and famous don't where the stone has come like where the stone derived from is also another fascinating story about his work apparently oh, interesting that's very cool fiumetta i'm friends with your nephew uh luca Luca. Luca. Uh, Bentavoglio. Tell him to stay out of trouble. Luca. Oh, he's the sweetest thing ever. What she's showing me. Hold on. And well, he been in trouble recently? I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. He grew up in Venezuela. I met him in film school and he introduced me to his aunt, Fiametta in Rome. And then I became really close with Fiametta. I didn't see Luca that often, but he's quite famous in the Latino world because he's an interviewer of celebrities and stuff. Luca Bentivoglio, um, who speaks Italian and Spanish fluently. But like I say, Fiumetta and I became friends. about him wanting to split up a family. Let's not go down that path. Fiumetta, I appreciate that, but let's table that, whatever's going on. His wife, Patricia, is an incredible cook. So I hope I hope they stay together because I'm sure they're going to stay together. It might be something else. It could be one of their kids' families or one of their. I'm not saying him. Okay, okay, okay. I, and I know that she had a sister as well. Okay. Anyway, uh, so uh, <laughs> Frederico, back to you. Uh, I when I was at Chinichita, which is the st stage five, which is where you spent a lot of your career, I had people um, talk to us. For, I had a class, I had a film class, and we were touring around. And I asked a sculptor to tell a story about the master, as they called him, the maestro. And he said, Fellini would come down here and he'd ask us to do these statues that were so precise and so perfect and, and like to do a lot of them. And then the next day he'd come in and go, who told you to do that? <laughs> and then he'd say, start over again. So they, they still bite their finger. Ah, whenever your name comes up. Oh, funny. <laughs> what would you like to say, Federico, about your journey or your path or something to help people on the planet? It was timeless. 
And he showed me like walking down a road and all the connections to everything, which is interesting. And he just says all the love that bounced back, you know, that bounce back, the more that you, it's like playing, what is he showing me? Sorry, bringing Kobe in, like playing basketball. You're never separate from it. It hits something and goes to somebody else and picks up something else. Um, you're not separate from anything, from love, from not having love. You're not separate from anything. You can choose to be everything. You just have to let your mind adjust to it. Wow. The fact that you don't know Fellini's story, you knew that no. Fiametta's dog was named Romeo. It's mind-bending and mind-boggling and wonderful. Hmm. So thank you for your gift, Jennifer. Happy birthday, Richard. But thank you for your gifts as Jennifer. Because you helped bring this to the world. Thank you, Richard. Don't make me cry. Oh. Okay, I know you gotta go. You you have I lives have to, to save. I have I have to tell you something. I know I have to go, but I have to tell you something. It was interesting because I wanted to give you something even more special than what I gave you. I wanted to find out from the flip side. I wanted their birthday wishes and like just wait till you get till you get to talk to Rich because you guys will still have time to do that. And I couldn't think. I'm like, that's not gonna be the same. And then of course I forgot about it until now but they were so set on talking to you they're having so much fun up there celebrating you <laughs> and they they're i mean it's like it just it, it is so fascinating to me because i never want to miss our sessions because i get so much out of it you know and and you know me I walk away from this and I'm like, did I really talk to, like, it's so weird for me and you're able to give me feedback. Well, and then the other thing is sometimes I'll ask you, you remember like last week when we talked to so-and-so and you're like, oh yeah, vaguely, I'm not really sure, but you know. I just don't think they are. No, but you go into it, a, a tr the trance is not the right word. It's like you're, it's like you, the, the elevator that Jennifer goes up to like the seventh floor while we're on the fourth. And you're having a conversation with everyone and we're, we can see you. And then when you come back to the fourth and go about your day, it's like, hey, remember when you were on the seventh floor? Like, what? I don't remember that. Anyway. I remember, I'll remember Fellini's name. I'll remember Romeo and Marcello, probably. But Marcello you know. Mastriani, the most handsome actor probably who ever lived. And Julieta also. Bitches, but not dogs. I might remember that <laughs> Oh my gosh, right. I'll have to look that up. Thank you, Jennifer. We love you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for the birthday wishes. <laughs>